thank you for listening to the official podcast of White Oak Pentecostal Holiness Church, where we cultivate true worshipers in Wilson, North Carolina. For more information on White Oak, visit whiteoakphc.com.
come yet alive. And it's hallelujah to the most high God. It's hallelujah to the king of kings. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We so easily forget sometimes. Hallelujah, God. For what you're doing. And if he haven't done anything today. That you think. That he should have done. It's still. Hallelujah. Cause see. If, if he ain't blessed me. I'm so tired Bishop. Of people getting up and saying. God bless me with a car. But we need transportation. We do. We need, we need a car. We, we do. He said, but, but, but they forget. He blessed me with a car, Pastor. He blessed me with a home, Pastor. Huh? Oh, I, I had money in the bank that I didn't have. Well, no. That's that money in that bank for that check that you wrote. The check just ain't came through yet. Now you mess with it if you want to. play that song say, and I can dance, 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 dance all night. Bodily exercise profits it little. You can dance, dance, dance. God, did he not, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just going. Did he not say that he reigned on the as well as he do on the to be getting signs, wonders, and miracles. That's what we're supposed to be getting. I watched the documentary about, y'all can sit down. God, thank you, thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. We give honor to my, to my Savior, to my healer, to my deliverer to my everything, to my all in all. And we give honor to this blessed woman of God, to this angel of the house. I, I, I tell you, I don't think I want to be nowhere else but where I am right now today. I, I remember the time, Bishop. Nope, ain't nobody in here never done this. I'm talking about me. I remember the time I had my Coke in my jean pocket. And my joint, ain't nobody, ain't nobody done that. I'm just talking about me. My joint, huh? 
My jeans would be so tight if anybody touched me, I'd bust out of them. But I ain't talking about y'all, okay? So I would blow my weed. I couldn't drink, I'd get drunk. I couldn't, get, I couldn't drink liquor. So I had to drink that little wine, them little wine cooler thing. I ain't talking about y'all, I'm talking about me. I had to drink them because ain't nobody never done that for me. So you had to drink them little wine cooler things and get high and stuff. And I tell you, and then, and then I would, how did I get there? And then anyway, then anyway, we, we, we use them drugs and stuff and them weed and stuff. Take our last, anybody remember? Do any, no, no problem nobody in here remember when weed was a nickel bag. They had nickel bag and stuff. Anybody, anybody remember nickel bag? was coming. Y'all, y'all know what y'all don't y'all don't know what the munches is. Y'all, y'all didn't do that. <laughs> y'all <are> so crazy. <laughs> oh Jesus. Hallelujah to God. I'm preaching right now. Y'all don't even realize it. You heard what I say? I had coke all around my nose. Car ain't had to buy for me. I ain't had to buy. See, they gave it to me. But it went for free. Huh? It won't. It ain't, no, ain't nothing for free. You can go into the department store and you want to, and they say you can buy $40 and you get one for 40 and the other is free. That's the other called $20. That's, you know, that's just what it is. Huh? But I was not that cold. I'd go to work, y'all. I worked at Mishibishi then. I won't say. I'd go to Mishibishi pastor. When it's break time, Bishop, I'd go in the bathroom. i snort my coat. i drop my acid. Y'all know that little man to be on a piece of paper. Huh? When I went there, I went there. When I went there, I went all the way there. Yeah. But look where I am now. That's why I say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I ain't been, they sang that song I've been saying all day long, that devil is alive. You ain't been no saying no all day long. And you glad, no. The devil's alive. You ain't been saved. You ain't been saved all day long. Saved. Am I 
thing. I did some crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm alive. I, I could have had AIDS. Y'all hear what I say? See, 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 we, we get these leaders to get up in the pulpit and they start preaching right where they are. They forget where they've been. Huh? They, they don't want you to know where they've been. They want you to see them in their fine suits. Huh? But under that suit, they just as black as sin. I'd rather just come on out and be, because with my saying what God has done for me, somebody else done in here, somebody else in here. Okay. I didn't even get to get it out. It ain't no time to be in a shame of where God has bought you from. The shame is if you still there. That's the shame. Because you are testifying of the goodness of God. But you still blowing that weed. You still snorting that cocaine. I snorted some coke one night. Y'all, I'm telling you, I, I love to do everything. I was snorting some coke one night, and I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I snorted some coke one night. I was with my cousin, and I was smoking my weed, and she sat over there, and she, she rolled me a joint, right? And so you have, you have to be careful of who you're doing with in the church and outside the church, okay? So she rolled me a joint, y'all. Anybody know anything about weed? Anybody know anything about weed? Anybody, anybody know? Yeah, just so everybody knows. So you, you raise your hand for everybody. Okay, so <laughs> so she I rolled a joint. She rolled me a joint, brother. Let me tell you what she did. I won't pay her no attention. I just took it and put it in my mouth and, and drew off me. And I gave it back to her. Well, when I gave it back to her and I looked around, I saw my head. Y'all don't laugh at this because this was for real. I saw my head get up off my shoulders and sat down on the other side of me and looked back at me. Huh, what did you say? What'd you say? What'd you say it was? I don't know what it was. But when I got to myself, when I came to myself, I would like that, that son that the father had gave him all of his goods. When I came to myself, I blew her out. And I never smoked, and I ain't gonna say I didn't smoke no more, but I ain't smoked no more with her. <laughs> I didn't smoke no more with her. I'm just trying to, I don't know how I'm, why I'm doing this, but I'm just trying to help, you know, us as people of God on tonight to encourage one another that nobody should put their foot down nobody else's neck. If, 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 if we are down, reach down. Don't reach down with one of them sickles and cut my head off. You, you understand what I'm saying? But reach down and give me a word of encouragement and tell me that it's not going to be like this always. Huh? It, it's time out for testifying for material things. People's lives are at stake. People are dying. 
start running and jumping and praising the Lord and because we got a brand new car. We got, we got a brand new. Well, what have we done for the Lord? What have we done for God? When I look at all that's going on in our, in our little neck of the woods over here, you know how those, was it 800,000 people? Without food and, you know, and clothes and how they selling whatever they can sell. You know, but we, you know, we, we over here when, you know, and we happy, we, we doing what we doing and people are suffering. Have we prayed? Did we turn down our plates? Huh? I heard an old lady that was retired. She said, I ain't got much. She said, but I'm going to write a check and I'm going to send what I got. But that, that was much. That was much. That was much. I, I'm, I'm not going to beat y'all up. I just, just want to just share just this little bit of testimony to you all, you know, to encourage you all. Um, I didn't have cars, I, and I still don't have a home, but I live in one that ain't none of mine. Didn't the, ain't the word say that, that we have homes that don't belong to, huh? Well, I'm living one that I didn't build. You know, a million-dollar house. You know, the people at work call me Josephine. Go, I live down in the basement. I, hey, I ain't outdoors. I don't pay no rent. I don't pay no light bill. I don't pay no water bill. Got my own bedroom. Got my own walk-in bath. Got my own kitchen and own big TV pool table. I don't know how to shoot pool, though. There was times that I was living on the street. I didn't have anywhere to stay. My clothes was in the trunk of my car. I didn't tell nobody. I went to church every Sunday. Didn't tell nobody nothing. Stayed in, I, I was on the choir. Whatever, whatever auxiliary I worked in, I worked until the glory of God. I didn't go there crying. I didn't go there looking for pity. I didn't go there with my hand out. I didn't go there, you don't want nobody to feel sorry for me. I didn't have transportation. Let me look, look, look. I'm gonna help somebody tonight. I didn't have transportation. And I had bought this old car. And um, I got up one morning to go get in my car. I'm going to get a word in a few minutes. I'm another word. I'm going to sit down. And um, I went to get in my car. And when I went to get in my car, my car was gone. I said, oh, my God, somebody done stole my car. I called the police. Police came and said, ma'am, your car been repossessed. That ever happened to anybody? I said, Re repossess? I said, okay. So I called my boss, who I work for right now today. I called him and I told him what had happened. He says, Mellon, when you get that car, you call me. And I said, yes, sir. So my, my sons, they helped me put the money together to get the car. So we went and go and get the car. So I went on to work at Chapel Hill. So we went to Chapel Hill. He said, where you get that car from? So I told him where I got the car from. So the, the baby that I was keeping at that time, he was a toddler. 
So we went to the car dealership, and he said, you still heard his car? And the man said, yes, I did. He said, would you have sold her this car had she been a black woman? If she was a white woman, would you have sold her this car at this price? And um, he says, no, I wouldn't have. So he says, go out, Mellon. Take Thomas and go out. And when he came out, when he came out of that office, he was red as a bee. And he gave me the deed <laughs> to my car. He was hot. He was hot. He was upset. Now, this is a white man talking to another white man about a black woman. Huh? About me. And ever since then, I've been driving whatever I want to drive. <laughs> but, 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 but before then, but before then, y'all, y'all, wait a minute. I was driving pickup trucks where the radiator was busted, and I would have to climb up. I would have to take water with me to, to my job. Y'all, anybody remember that? And when it started running hot, I would have had to get up there and on top of it myself and pour the water in there. And it would take me to another little, little spot. And I had to get out and pour more water in. I said, this, I said, there got to be something better than this. But the Lord has said to me, if you do my work, if you take care of me and you do what I say do, then I'll take care of you. Okay? But see, we don't want to do that. We want to put the horse before the car. See, we want God to give us the benefits and, and we don't do the work. Well, we can't go on our job and tell our employer, I want health insurance. I want eye insurance. I want, I, I want dental insurance. And you don't work there. No, you, we have to work. We have to work. We don't want to work. We got to work. But I'm going to slide on over into the book of Daniel. Talk about a little bit about Daniel in the fifth chapter of, of Daniel. I, uh, the 27th verse, I think, I, I've had all day long, Pastor, from the time that I got up this morning, I um, started to having to go into warfare. It was just one thing before another and other. And, and I was trying to keep my composure. I was trying to keep my composure. I was up at 7 o'clock this morning. I said, I'm going to pack my stuff because I'm not coming back down this road tonight by myself. And I said, I'm just going to stay here in Wilson. So I'm up packing my stuff, and then I get a call. You're supposed to be at work at 9.30, 9 o'clock this morning. And I said, okay. But the, but the devil in me, I sent a text. But guess what? I forgot to press the sin button. <laughs> see, see, if, <laughs> see if you... Uh, truly who you say in the Lord, he'll take care of you. Cause I, I said, I'm tired of her. I said, I'm tired of her now. <laughs> you know, so. And I looked at the thing. I said, Lord, I didn't even send the text. I said, thank you, Lord. So, so when I got there, I said, I need to talk to you. And so when I got there, I said, baby, you know what? I said, I praise, I thank God for you. I said, you know what? It was my fault. I said, it was my fault. 
Cause I should have done my own job. I say, I was relying on you, but it was my fault. I say, don't, don't even worry about it. But see, we, we, we be so quick to bite people head off. You know, without examining ourselves. And I know what I had to preach tonight. And I can't preach in a Volkswagen style to y'all about how you, how you say that word? Asmarazi uh, 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 or what you call them cars? Maserazi. I, I can't do that. I can't preach like this right here. I got to be free. I, I can't get up. I be lying to y'all. And I'm not going to do that. So I said, okay, so I got past that hurdle. I got past that hurdle. And I said, and so I said, oh, God, we got a, a patient at 4 o'clock. We don't have a patient on this side at 4 o'clock. So I asked my coworker. A young man that don't even halfway do no work, you know, because his mom is a nurse there. So he just slides through, you know, some people can slide through cracks and still get paycheck, right? So, so I said, well, I said, well, you mind taking care of this patient, you know, at 4 o'clock? Well, I got an appointment. I got to go get my hair cut. I got this big. I'm, I'm serious. I was so upset. And when I get like that, I took my earphone, I put it in my ear. I started listening to my music. I said, I got to preach tonight. I said, Lord, I got to stay saved today. I'm trying to stay saved. I'm trying to stay saved. I'm going to tell y'all why I'm saying what I'm saying. I said, I got to stay saved. So I just sang in my song and walking there, pulling patient. How y'all doing? Come, come on in. Let me get you, you know, doing y'all, you, you know. Patients wanting to laugh and talk. I didn't want to laugh and talk, but I had to make myself laugh and talk. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I'm an example to God. I'm working with cancer patients. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm in a good place. Okay? But that devil, that old Satan, every time I done that, he done this. Every time I did this, he done that. For every step I took today, here he was. So I finally got past that. Then I got a call about my brother. I have a brother that has cancer. And he has to take chemo for the rest of his life. So he's my assignment. So I got a call. He don't, he don't, he's homeless. And I, I pay some of his bills. And so I get a call from the dialysis center saying, um, your brother said somebody stole his phone. And uh, he wanted me to know. But see, I know what the deal is. See, my brother's, he, he, he's, he's on drugs. Okay. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take care of it. So I leave. I finally get out of my job, and I get on the road and um, get to the hotel. And I get in there, and I said, Lord, I forgot my soap. I didn't bring nothing to sleep in. I ain't had no shower cap. I said, Okay, God, I said, y'all, please tell me where the next, somewhere, Walmart, Roses, I don't care where it is, so I can get to get me some stuff. So they said, ma'am, you can go right down here to the belt. I said, thank you. So I get down there, and I come back, and so I get in my hotel room, and I said, okay, now I can kind of relax a little bit, so I can study the word, right? I couldn't do that. I said, you know what? Just let me get myself together. I'm going on. I'm just going on, going on church. I wash my face with the soap that I bought over here. 
and my face was just as red as that seat right there. I said, Lord, have mercy. So I had to go into the bathroom and get me a wet cloth, cold cloth, and put it over my face because it irritated my skin. I said, you know what? Bishop is there tonight. Maybe this is a sign from the Lord. Maybe Bishop will preach tonight. Then I get on the road in this, in this dark country road down here, y'all got. Trying to get my phone to work. Trying to get the address to get here. And, and I got a 2019 out there, and I don't know how to work the navigator on that. So I said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. People were blowing at me because I had my high beam light on. I said, Lord, if I, you know, and then when I got here, I said, well, Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate Because, see, I got a 38 out there in my glove compartment. You know, so if, 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 if anybody would have come up on me, I don't know. Sometimes we just let go. But thanks be to God. <laughs> thanks be to God. I stayed in my character. So y'all don't know why I kept saying hallelujah. I made it. I did stay saved today, but y'all. I stayed saved today, y'all. I'm making y'all like this is good for us. I, I was in the room in my in my in my in one of the exam rooms, and one of the patients come out, Pastor, and she says, come here. I said, ma'am, now she had already done talked too, too long, you know, and so she said, come here, I want to show you something, I want to tell you something, I want to show you something. And I said, yes, ma'am. Y'all ever made a smile on your face, but it won't smile? So I said, yes, ma'am, what you want to show me? She took me to the window, Pastor, and she said, look at the window. So I looked at the one, I said, I don't see none. And lo and lo and behold, I ain't gonna tell y'all what I saw. I said, God, you got to, you got to help my mind. I said, because I can't, I got to get this out of my mind, what I saw. You know, and we had to call the police, you know, because of what was being done, you know, right on our parking lot. And I said, dumb, dumb you. Know that you had to preach. You had no business looking at that. Period. But I did. I did. And that's what we do. We do some stupid, y'all that cry, y'all ain't right. But we do some things sometimes, y'all, that we know that's not right. But in the book of Daniel 5, I think 27, um, read, uh, um, you got your Bible open? Um, anybody got their Bible open? Y'all stop laughing. 527 in Daniel, where it talks about Belshazzar, where he um, and his friends was having that party. Yeah. Huh? They were having that party, and they had, um, had done got drunk. Anybody ever got drunk? They had done got drunk, and then they wanted to pull out. They had the concubines, the wives, and they had done invited everybody there, all the high-end people there. And, um, and so they says, you know, when you start getting high, you start doing foolish stuff. When you start doing, you start drinking, 
too much wine or too much weed, you start, you do stupid stuff and you start seeing stuff that is not there. Okay? So in 527, uh, I think it was 527, when it talks about um, Daniel, when he was, um, Belshazzar was there drinking his wine and having his party and enjoying himself and, and, and asked for the chalice, the sacred chalices to be bought out so that they could drink their wine in. So they bought them on out and they began to drink unto their gods, unto their gods, unto, you know, unto their gold gods and their silver gods and, you know, their wood gods. They began to drink unto them. And so after he had got so much wine in him, he looks up and he sees, uh-huh, this hand on the wall. Uh-huh. He, he sees this hand on the wall. Now, now they just had wine. They didn't have what I had. Because I wasn't seeing what I was seeing either. But he was seeing what he was seeing. Huh? Because he was in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. Okay? You cannot take the things of God. Huh? You cannot take the things of God and use it any kind of way that you want to. Some things of God are not to be touched at all. The Bible says, touch not who? Mine anointed and do my prophets on. When the ark fell off the cart, huh? And, and the young man went to, he just went to catch it. That's all he did. He just, that was all he done, Bishop. He just, yes, he just went to, and he was dead. We just can't touch anything of God. Okay? So, he calls all these wizards together. Soothsayers. Palm readers. He calls all them together. I need y'all to read what that is. Read that on that wall. And if you read it and tell me what it is, I give you a gold ring, I give you a purple robe, or I give you, you know, these are the things that he was saying. But they couldn't read it. Why? Because they were witches. They were warlocks. You can't read and understand the things of God if you're not of God. Huh? So, here comes his wife, and his, his wife said, honey, Calm down, because she heard all the ruckus. I said, the women are always... <laughs> women are always somewhere where they ain't got no business sometimes, and then sometimes they in a good place. So here come his wife, and she says, Honey, calm down. I heard y'all making all that racket, because you want to need they drunk. You know when you get drunk, you get riled. They were drunk, and they were riled. <laughs> they were rowdy. And he had done got so scared, he had done tinkle on himself. Huh? He had done used the bathroom on himself. And they say he was white as a ghost. So you know he was afraid. But this writing just to come out on, on the wall. So she says, I know somebody that can, can read this writing. So they go and they get Daniel. So Daniel says, you know what? Your daddy done the same thing you done. The same thing, like father, 
like some. You do, you doing the same. You are so arrogant. Your God blessed your daddy with everything. People from all over the world would come and see the kingdom that your dad had built, that I placed your dad over. But he got arrogant. And we all knew where he ended up at, like a wild animal in the forest. He said, oh, I'll read it for you. I'll tell you what it's about. He said, this is what he said. Somebody got that want to read that scripture down there for me? I got it somewhere. I didn't even tell y'all where I'm coming from this. But it's um, Daniel 5 and 27. I think that's what it is. Um, where it says, God sent the, the hand that wrote on the wall. And this is what is written. Mine, Tikel, I might be saying it wrong, and Pires. You all, you help me, Bishop and Pastor. And it said, this is what the words mean. Mine means God has numbered the days of your rule, and they don't add up. Tikel says, you have been weighed on the scale, and you don't weigh what you say you weigh. Perez says your kingdom has been divided and handed over to Medes and to the Persians. Okay, so it says that thou art weighed in the balances of justice and truth. It's time, if, if God would say, I'm coming, not for the rapture, but I, I'm, I'm coming, and I want to weigh my people. I want to wait. It's time for wait. When the patients come into the clinic, some of them say, I don't want to get on the scale. And some of them say, I get on the scale, but don't tell me what it weighs. I said, well, just look the other way then. Don't worry about it. But you weigh what you weigh. So it says that thou art weighed in the balances of justice and truth, in the holy righteousness of law of God, as gold and jewels and precious stones. It says that to be found wanting means that you that we are found to be alterated gold and reprobated silver, bad coin, a false stone. So alterated gold, talking about us, is when silver, a lesser material, has been added to another metal to make it what you want it to be, but what it's not actually supposed to be. The weight of it has been taken away because of it has been contaminated. Okay? All right? So it says that reprobate silver, anything that's reprobate is being rejected by God. Okay? So it says, it's a bad coin and a false stone found to be worthless, 
a worthless man, a wicked prince, wanting the necessary qualifications of wisdom and goodness and mercy. He has that uh, form of godliness, but is denying the truth. Huh? When he said, I put you on that scale and I found you wanting. Oh my God. That means that we are in a bad place. We done run and jumped and we done testified high. And we're not where we're supposed to be. When God is a merciful God. Huh? He's full of grace. He's full of love and kindness. And he waits on us. Say he's a long-suffering God. Huh? Why should we have to be in that state of a reprobated state? Huh? We shouldn't be there. Then it says, I'm, I'm going through this right quick. Then it says, sad for the preachers, I'm talking about us, of the word to be found wanting in their ministry. It's a sad day. If, if pastor would say, I'm going to do an assessment. You know, y'all know what an assessment is? Anybody? Y'all know what assessments are? Assessment is, um, I, I, they're sitting back, I'm going to put you in a certain area. Okay? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch you and, and see how you perform where you are. Huh? To see if you qualify to stay there or if you need to be what? Moved down or moved out and put somewhere else in a whole nother department. Okay? So, when it says that the preachers of the word to be found wanting in their ministry, if an assessment would be taken, if an assessment would be done in the church, huh, among the leaders, I'm talking about leadership, and if you had a man or woman of God who's after the heart of God, to do thus said the Lord, regardless of what the consequences are, you're going to have some people upset with you. Because I've been here ever since my mom. My grandma died here. You heard what I say? My, my grandma died. My dad, what? My daddy started this church. What? Move me where? Do what? Huh? But you are not qualified. You are found wanting. You are not coming up to par in your position. Why would you put a teacher in a position on a third grade level of children teaching children and they're teaching the children college level material? Huh? What are the children learning? They cannot learn. In the house of God, that fivefold ministry. You are the apostles and your bishops and your teachers and your 
and your and your uh, evangelist, huh? And and what's the other one? The prophet. I'm, how can I forget the prophet? And the prophet. You got somebody that's always up prophesying. They're always up prophesying. But I'm getting ready to do an assessment. Okay? And, and, and I'm coming to you and I'm saying, I've been watching you. And I've been observing you. And, and I noticed that you have been prophesying um, a lot. And people have been coming back to me and saying, that I need to talk to you, okay? Because what you're saying don't make no sense to us. <laughs> but then you say, I'm, you know I can, I can use you. So, but you say, well, I'm doing what the Lord said to do. Huh? I'm doing what God said for me to do. But I'm the pastor. I'm the, like the old folks say, I'm the pastor. So, okay. But I'm in charge. Huh? I'm the head. God has placed her as the head of the house. And everything that comes after that, it's under her. You follow suit. Okay? So she says, I, I need you to kind of, I just need you to stop for right now. Okay? Well, so then you're going to tell me I'm not hearing God? God talked to me just like he talked to you. Well, okay, Miriam. All right, Miriam. God talked to you. But I'm Moses. Okay? I'm the prophet. I'm the one that saw God face to face. Huh? Not you. But Moses didn't have to hold his mouth. He didn't have to say not one word. Because he touched. She touched the wrong person. Huh? And then God sent leprosy upon her. But then what did Moses do? The love of a pastor. She prayed. She prayed. Just because there was an assessment that had to take place. Huh? You cannot work in a place if you are not equipped, if you are not qualified to work that area. You will cause more damage in that area than anything. If you're going to be a mother on the motherboard, you can't be wearing your skirts all the way up there. You can't wear your skirts so off. You can't come down the street down on here on Alts 264 
with a cigarette hanging out this long side of your mouth. Huh? But then you come to the house of God and you sit over here and your wife smelling like cigarettes. And it's, it's a, when it's time for the assessment, here come pastor again. Well, mother, can I use you? Can I, I ain't talking about you now. I ain't talking about nobody in here. So, pastor comes to you and says, you know what? Mother, I, I saw you with a cigarette in your mouth. And, um, and I need you to get on the altar. I, I just want you... You know, not to do anything, not to try. Because how are you going to be trying to talk to the young? The mothers are supposed to do what? They're supposed to be talking to the young girls. How are you talking to a young girl and then you smell like tobacco? Huh? How are you, you going to do that? How are you going to do that and you and you you running after some of the, the young men? Calling yourself a cougar. Huh? Y'all, I'm just telling the truth, y'all. Huh? Because you got a lot of, you got a lot of mothers in the church. Do you hear what I say? Prophesy. 
her that the toilet paper was hanging right there. And that thing bothered me. I said, I said Lord, I should have told her. And, you know, and that might not mean nothing. But see, but that's the way people see us. We have things people see hanging off of us. You hear what I say? And they'll go back and they'll talk about us. Huh? They won't come to you and tell you, I saw that toilet paper on the back of your shoe. You going down there. You going down. Everybody know you done been to the bathroom. Huh? What kind of Christians are we to do that? But when I come to tell you, you get upset. But why you didn't tell me? Why are you telling me now? You know, so we are so short as Christians. And that's what we, you know, when they say, we, we were found wanting. That's preachers. We found wanting. So it says, and the hearers to be wanting in their duty, not taking care neither what they hear, pastors preaching, nor how they hear what she's saying, or whether they put it in practice, the good that they hear. She preaching the word every Sunday. She preached, Pastor, oh my goodness, you preached an awesome word. We had church today. I'm so tired of people saying that. We had church today. And you going out of there, leaning to the side, twisted in the spirit. Same way you came in, you're going back out that same way. Thinking you're fooling somebody. We're supposed to be, how are we supposed to be in God? We're supposed to be vertical. Straight up, right? Huh? Straight up. We go out leaning to the side, and we think pastor don't know no better. We think that she does not know no better. We think that she goes home and says, oh, I got the best people in the world. They follow all my instructions. They don't worry me about nothing. But y'all, we are being found wanting in the balance. Amos takes it on and says, God, Amos, I'm about done, y'all. Amos come along and says, um, Amos 7, he says, um, this is what the Lord showed me. He said the Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to the plumb. Okay? And he said, and with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? He said, I see a plumb line. Then the Lord said, look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. The Lord was setting the standard. God does not negotiate his laws. He does not change with the whims of culture. God's moral law is the plumb line against we, what, which we determine right and wrong. If there was a plumb line in here, they said a plumb line, carpenters, right? Anybody here a carpenter? Are you a carpenter? Oh, Joseph, okay. So the carpenter, the plumb line, they say it's a little metal thing on the string. And, and they say that when they put that string up before they build, 
they make sure that everything is horizontal and vertical the way that it's supposed to be. Because if they get into the building and, and anything is laying like that right there, it's going to continue to lay like that, right? All right, that's why some of us walk around here. Because she's big. <laughs> because, y'all, I am a weird preacher. I'm just, this is just, I, God uses me in crazy ways. I know I look crazy. But, hey, I can laugh at me. You know, so it's okay. Other people laugh, so it's fine. You know, <laughs> but for real. The woman of God has made the foundation. And while she was making the foundation, while she's telling the word of God, while she's giving us the law, while she's giving us the commandment, when she's telling us what God is saying, we're saying, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I hear you, pastor. That's what we do. And then and suddenly when we're trying and when pastor sees, because she sees everything, she see everything. She might not never come and tell you nothing, but bank on it, she sees and she knows. So the only way, Carpenter, that that building, like the leaning piece of that, in the, the only way that that building is going to straighten up is what you got to do. Tear it down. Tear it down. Because you can't go and... When they sent him, they got the sentiment, shake it, shake it, how that thing says, shake it together and running over. Sometimes you just can't shake, can't shake together. You just got to tear it down. Huh? You, you can't shake, something, you know what? You know, like corn or something, you, you know, when you're putting stuff in a jar stuff and you're trying to get more in there, you can take it and shake it, you know, shake it down in there and it go down in there and everything fit, right? Well, you can't do us like that. Huh? You can't do it, because some of us done turned reprobate almost. Huh? Some, some of us had not got to a point where well, you can't tell me what to do. Huh? I know more than you do. And some of us say, well, I'm, hey, you, you old. And, and, and the reason you, you ain't doing nothing because you done got too old to do it. Well, I beg the deal. As long as we're alive, we can still do what you do. Huh? But it's our choice. Huh? I have a standard to live by. And, and, and the standard that you're living by, I'm not, I'm not talking about y'all. The standard that you're living by, it doesn't line up with the word of God. It don't line up with the truth of God. It don't line up with the laws of God. Huh? So we, we need to measure ourselves. We need to find out where we are. But some of us ain't got to look because we already know. We already know where we are. And, and we need to get to the altar. We need to get before God and forget about everything else. Forget about what everybody said or what everybody's done. And come to Jesus just as you are. Huh? Just come to Jesus, because we have no idea when our time, I'm not talking about when the rapture, 
I'm talking about when it's our card is gonna be poor. Huh? I don't want to make a deathbed confession. We can be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and still have some mess in us that we need to be delivered from. I ain't got to come and tell Pastor that I slept with Bobby Joe or Sally Ann. I don't have to tell her that. I can just go and come to this office and tell God. I ain't got to tell him because he already knows. I come to him and say, God, please forgive me. Have mercy on me. Help me in my weakness. Make me strong. Give me new friends. Separate me from those that are pulling me down. Just don't keep coming to the house of God. All tore up, having a good time, because the music sounds good. Yes, the music sounds so good. But the music ain't going to save us. Not going to sing. The singing sounds good. But young men, it's, I ain't saying y'all ain't say, I ain't saying y'all going home be with your girlfriends and stuff like that. I ain't saying none of that. I'm just saying, you know, and I'm talking to all of us. Because all of us have done something. I ain't talking about last week. I ain't talking about last night. I'm talking about today. And some of us have done some things that our minds cannot rest from. It's just that deep. And we wearing it. And others can see it. But everything is not for us to call out. Huh? Everything is not for us to call out. God does not want us to make nobody feel embarrassed or ashamed. That's why he said, I stand at the door. Come and just, just come and knock at the door. Here I am. I'll let you in. That's all you got to do. I won't judge you. I just, I just want you to come. Just come to me, just as you are. I accept you just like you are. Some men won't take you as a woman until you fix yourself up the way that they want you to fix yourself up. Well, this is what you get right here. Huh? God wants us just like that. We ain't got to do nothing but come to him just like we are. And there's anybody... If there's anybody, play me something, son. If there's anybody that know that they in a dark place in their mind, in their spirit, then I ask, and I'm only asking just this one time, because we're not going to beg nobody to come. But if you want God to touch you, and to help bring you out of that place that you are in, then I ask you to come. Just come. Just come. And if you are all right where you are, then okay. But I have been having, anybody having any pain in their, in their left side of their belly? Anybody having any 
any pain in their left side. Nobody having no, no pain in their side, in their, in their stomach. Okay. You? Okay, come on. Come on up. Not left side. I got my left, I got my right hand up. But, you know, in your, in your stomach, you got pain in your stomach. Okay. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else that, that, that need God to do something special for them on tonight? Is there anybody, is everybody saved? Is anybody want to be saved? Is there any family members that are going through that you want to stand proxy for on tonight? So everybody's all right wherever they are. We're going to ask the ministers to come. Evangelist, yes, please come. Bishop. Um, young man, can, can we can we pray for you? Can we pray for you? That's 
while my heart is filled. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Um, we thank God on tonight. Amen. It, I, I prefer it to be just like this. I prefer the word to come unusual, real. Um, many times I think we get used to a certain method, a certain form or something. It's the way the same thing happens. And God will like switch things around. And um, when you when you when you look at her being transparent, Amen. It's that's that's the way. That's the only way. Like, as in the leadership, that you're going to see transparency in in the people. Amen. And sometimes you got to just tell the story. And I was just listening, and God was just, it was just so awesome how God just revealed how um, we often um, get real, uh, we, get, we get used to titles that we forget about that, that fivefold, it was callings. And each one of them calling had a function. Amen. And, and there is no greater um, calling. They all work in functionality together. Amen. And, 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 you know, I was looking at it and I said, when you, when you think about Elijah and Elisha, and when Elijah sent, ascended up, he, 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 he tossed down his mantle to Elisha. And because Elisha knew the, the weight to the, the mantle, he didn't drop his mantle. Don't drop the mantle. I don't know. You know, it's, I, that, that was, it, don't drop the mantle. Everything is necessary. And I think sometimes we slow walk. I think we wait till something bad happens before we, we make a step forth. Like ministry not re just require a pastor. It required the whole fivefold. Most pastors got the pastor. They, you need the prophet. You need the teacher. You need the apostle. It's calling, y'all. Not apostle title. Apostle calling. You have the you have the calling. That means to gather and to establish. Amen. So if a mantle is being dropped like tonight, don't drop it. Don't let your mantle. And I'm talking about them in ministry. Don't, don't let this moment, don't, don't be behooved in this moment to think. It, yeah, God, God been speaking. Yeah, don't wait till something happened that then I got to get in place. The transition to three years ago was the hesitation of waiting to get in place. To God, speed you into position. You, okay, you took role of first lady, right? Didn't know God was going to put your pastorship. That don't got to happen every time. 
Somebody don't got to die. Let me be that, that, that plain. Somebody don't got to die, get real bad or sick before you get in the place that you need to be. Everything here is already pre preordained by God. And we thank God for this woman of God on tonight. And we, I thank God. I just do. I just wanted to get that out. Don't drop the mantle on tonight. I just, just like I just felt like I had to leave that here tonight. Do not allow that mantle to drop. It's, it's, it fell on tonight. And it ain't fair with a whole lot of shouting and jumping and and we all, as she said, we, we, did we have a good time? Yeah. Let's see, that's, that's, that's getting to the point. Yeah, you had a good time, but are you being changed? Yeah. Was something said to you to make you go and say, look, I got to assist. Look, I, I, I don't need for the, the prophet to assess me. I need to do a self-assessment. God, where am I at? And am, I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I say this, not from just talking. When I lost 14 units of blood and bled out, I agree with them. I didn't fight them. But I won't really, because God said, I'm going to let you live even without blood. Amen. Because they didn't give me blood till the next day. So I had no blood in my body. So if God allowed me to live, God said, I got something for you to do here. And if I don't do what God say do, I don't need, I'm not getting sick. To death before I do what God say do. I, I refuse to let the mantle fall and I drop it. No, no, I'm going to hold to this mantle. God got so much to do. The only way Jezebel's going to be killed is that Elijah got to send a charge to Jehu. Jehu went and, and killed Jezebel and everybody in Jezebel's family. Y'all don't hear me. He got bloodthirsty. He started killing Jezebel. This is what I'm trying to say. It's some stuff that needs to be done and the only person can do it is you. So you need to get up off your seat of doing that and start working. Amen. Because we, we, we're working in a... I said this earlier, and I guess that it, it was one of the moments. This is judgment work. Judgment work. It's, it's not, not wait till you get ready. It's not wait till something bad happens, then I'm going to get fired. No, you got to have fire tonight. You got to have fire that's going to keep you going the rest of your life. Amen. Once again, all of us here at White Oak, thank you for listening. God bless.